All right, guys, thanks for turning into the Barbell Jobs Business Podcast. Today, I've got the one and only Travis Mash joining me. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to uh, be on here. Yeah, I really appreciate you being here. I uh, Before we get going on the business stuff, I want to share a little information with you that you may not know. I uh, In my training, in my gyms, in my programming, I trace everything back to, I, I, I approach it from a nervous point or nervous system point of view right. for all of my training, all my strength work. You know, I don't look at the muscle. I try to think of the nervous system. Right. And I actually got on this kick of trying to become an expert on the nervous system because of you. All right. Awesome. From, from a post-activation potentiation, you're, you're what sparked that fire on me. Well, that's good because it's a, it's a, it definitely, like the quicker way to PRs, in my in my opinion. So, yeah, I mean, I've even got a product that I've made a uh, a belt that creates post activation potentiation, and it's all because of again learning from you. You know, t- hearing you talk about putting six hundred pounds on a fourteen year old's back and watching them squat it. <laughs> so yeah, well, that's awesome. What? Tell me about the belt. I know this is a business podcast, but. Now I'm curious. So the belt, um, I call it the fast pap for a fast uh, post-activation potentiation. The belt I've had made through a company who makes rock climbing gear and law enforcement equipment. So we've got this belt. It's it's got these uh, O-rings all over it so we can use it for different things. But we run bands, thick bands, from the feet up through the belt back down to the feet. And with each step, depending on the bend and how tall the kid is, they're fighting about 80 pounds of pressure for every step that they take. Awesome. Yeah, so I made this belt, and the kids, I'll have them uh, do a lot of jumps with it. I have them run a lot with it. Um, we've, I've got a kid, six foot three. His original mile with me, he does personal training, was about eight minutes, 30 seconds. We uh, use this belt on the kid. Go, we go through a circuit. We'll have him uh, run a mile uh, with the belt. Wow. It takes about 30 minutes. So have him run a mile, have him rest, and then I have him run another, uh, another mile without the belt on. So what happens is the nervous system's fired up for, the, for these bands, for that resistance for every step. So when the kids run, the nervous system is firing off like the bands are still there, although they're not, and they fly. So my kid that I was just talking about, he's cut his mile time down after wearing the belt to four minutes, 32 seconds. Holy cow, so like in half. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, at first I was playing with the belt and bands, just, you know, trying to find a way to make things a little more difficult and interesting for the kids. And I started seeing these results coming. I'm like, holy crap. So I spent a year working on this belt. And, you know, I've got a kid, This in a year alone, we've put 16 inches on his vertical using the belt. Kid, yeah. I know. Uh, it's, it's freaking amazing. Have you put it out in production yet? Um, I have a, a manufacturer. I have a box full of them at home right now. But I'm still trying to figure out actually how to get it out to the world. Bro, you need to figure that out. That's a cool product. Well, I would like to just sell it to somebody so that way I can turn around and focus on another product that I'm working on. Right. I got another idea. 
I like to come up with things and throw them out and then start on something else. You sound like, yeah, most entrepreneurs. Yeah, me too. So what I'd like to talk to you about today is the amount of content you put out, how you come up with the content. Because I mean, every Sunday, as soon as church finishes, my email uh, starts to vibrate on my phone. And <laughs> yeah. Like clockwork. I, I finish church. I sit in the car. I get an email from Travis Mash. That's that's exactly. It's funny you say that because that's exactly the way we timed it. For Sunday after church, people are sitting on the couch watching football, and you know, they get the little email and uh, get a captive audience. But it's good. That's good to know that it's working. <laughs> <laughs> no, it it absolutely worked. That's that's been a part of my routine now for a long time. I finish church. By the time I'm walking out, my phone starts to buzz. I sit in my car. I read whatever you emailed me. Then I go home. Sweet. Good. It's working. So, so, so as far yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm saying you put out a ton of content, and it seems like that's got to be a lot of work because same email may have two or three different articles on it. Right. And so, and so knowing everything you got going on, I'm really curious about how you find time to do all this and you know where you get the ideas from well the first thing i would say is like you know um well if you're if you're a business owner of any kind like content if you're a gym owner or online whatever it is you do like content has got to be a part of what you do so but i would recommend this is find something you enjoy doing like if you enjoy making videos by all means do videos you know um if you enjoy podcasting if you enjoy like writing which is what i do is then do that because here's the thing is that i would rather write than anything that i do so yeah it's, it's extra work i guess you know, but you just got to define work for me getting up and writing is like it's almost like meditation where some people might get up and have coffee and sit there and just think like when i get up and have coffee and write it's it's just like a peaceful time of my day and i get to you know write you know whatever comes to mind and like the fact that somebody out there is reading something I've written is just like the most rewarding thing that I could possibly think of. And then when I get an email that so-and-so set a PR because they followed this plan, like it's just my favorite thing in the world. So yeah, so do find something you enjoy doing. That's what I would say. Yeah. You know, that sounds like uh, what Gary Vanderchuk says all the time. He's a uh, big on creating content, distributing it and, he says, find your the medium that you enjoy and put it out that way. If you hate being on video, don't be on video. If you enjoy writing, write your ass off. You know, yeah, that's the biggest thing people make because they'll see somebody like, you see uh, <coughs> Chad Smith with Juggernaut, you know, putting out like a, a video all the time. And you're like, man, I need, to be, I need to do videos. But like, if you don't like to do that, you're not going to be very good at it. So like, you might you might put it out, but nobody's going to watch it because you're not good. You know, if you don't like doing something, you're not going to be good at it, I promise. So, you know, find what you enjoy. Like, I'm not trying to be, you know, juggernaut. Now, if I hire somebody that loved videos, then we'd start doing it. But if it's up to me, I'm not, I'm, I'd rather write than, than do videos. And even though I think video is probably a more powerful um, way of communicating, it's just I don't enjoy it. So I'm not going to do that. No, I'm with you. I, uh, I put out videos for American Strength Club and i hate videos i hate doing it and granted I, I believe the content is awesome but i'm pretty sure it's obvious that i don't want to be in front of that camera right me too so, so yeah if i can write i have time to think about what i'm going to say i 
you know, I can research a topic that I'm wanting to write about, but, you know, the camera, I'm always like second guessing what I'm saying. It's like, it's just not what I enjoy, but yeah. I love writing. It, it probably takes me two hours to record a 10 minute video just because I keep getting pissed off, cussing and having to delete and restart. Yeah. I'm with you, man. Like, you know, we have, we bought this super fancy camera that's sitting over here that nobody ever uses, but you know, I had the intention of doing it. I just realized I don't want to do it. So I don't want to make myself do something. <laughs> so yeah, but definitely like writing. I think um, as far as like finding what to write about, I think a good thing to do is like, if you already have like a audience is to use survey monkey or some type of survey so we just did it and we found out like you know what people are interested in and so now we know how to divide our content into something that we know our people enjoy so uh, we learned a lot a lot it was definitely not what i thought and so it's you should do it because it surprised me is all i'm saying so so you asked your audience what do you want more of and they right. don't know yeah like so like you know, I would assume that a lot of it would be weightlifting. And believe it or not, only like 15 or 20% of our people are like into weightlifting. Like, you know, about 15% is into powerlifting. Uh, a big chunk is into strength and conditioning. A lot of my readers are older. So I'm assuming that they're, you know, mostly coaches or, you know, people that are older who are wanting to do fitness. So this was not what I thought at all. But, um, but now it's really helped us identify the content we're about to do in the future. That's interesting. I figured uh, your guys would probably be 80 percent of mix of uh, powerlifting and Olympic. I did, bro. Me too. But I was definitely wrong. It's mostly strength and conditioning coaches, CrossFit coaches. Um, they're just trying to, you know, learn about tools that can help them, you know, with coaching their athletes. Yeah, I did too. You know, but what it also told me is that we've done a terrible job of marketing uh, weightlifting. So that is definitely something that. So like, it told me like what I need to do now. But it also told me what I need to do as far as like, you know, building for the future because, you know, we have four people going to the world championship. So we should, in theory, be the most popular way than the team in America. But we just don't, you know, we don't market to that crowd, obviously, like we should. So, yeah, told me two things. So that's interesting because when I think of MASH Elite, I think of weightlifting. Yeah, that's good. You do. So you're the one of the 15% or 20%. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I don't know, man, like it's just, I guess I started like, you know, you're with Elite FTS now. Do you still write for them? Yeah. All right. So I, I came up, you know, doing, you know, that's how I got started. And so I'm assuming I still have a big, you know, carryover from that era. And so like that was mostly strength conditioning and powerlifting. So I'm assuming that a lot of those people follow me from that, which a lot of people do, they, you know, say they remember reading my stuff or listening to me on, on lead FTS, but um, that's all I can think about is like, but we're definitely going to take a harder approach at like, you know, getting, letting people know, you know, what we're doing in the way of the world, just because like next year, Jeremy, we should like, unless I'm, you know, unless there's people out there I don't know about, we should have 20% of all team USA athletes and that's junior youth and senior. So we should have four on youth, four on seniors. I mean, four on juniors, four on seniors, and you know we need to let people. <laughs> we need to let people know that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, but anyway, people still think about Catalyst or or, or Juggernaut, and they're both great. But like, they probably you know need to hear about us too. I would assume. 
Yeah, I uh, I've never really associated Juggernaut with weightlifting except for Colin Burns and then the uh, all the memes that are on Instagram when it comes to what's going on over there. Yeah, Chad and uh, yeah, they're very good though. Max Ada is is great, and uh, obviously I love Chad. So yeah, they're they're doing a great job. Like they're the marketing you know kings in my opinion. Like Chad is. In uh, a lot that I do now, I learned from Chad. Even though he's younger than me, um, we met we met in person at a uh, Summer Strong. Uh, it was, I forget how long ago it was. It was several years ago. And he's the one who told me kind of like what he did and, you know, his goals. And so I started kind of following that that model since then. So he's, a big, he's been a big help to me. He seems like, just from watching his videos, I've never met him, but he seems like a super nice guy. Just the way he's always smiling and seems happy. Until he gets mad. I've seen him mad before at somebody. And, like, <laughs> that, that was a scary thing. But, yeah, yeah, he's always been nice to me, even when we don't agree. We don't always agree on everything. Um, like Westside Barbell, for example. You know, he's not a huge fan. and uh, But we've always noticed. agreed to disagree. Yeah, yeah, I know. But we've always agreed to disagree, and I still, you know, whether he likes it or not. Like, you know, obviously he's good at what he does, you know, and obviously I'm good at what I do. So, you know, yeah, you don't have to agree on everything. I think if everybody agreed on everything, but you'd never get better at anything. It kind of, everything would stand still. So on your content, you put out so much. Do you schedule time every day that, okay, between 8 and 9 a.m., I'm at the table and I'm writing. I don't know what I'm going to write about, but I'm going to sit down. I'm going to write. Like, how do you get all this content out to the world? How do you find time for this? Getting up early. Like, I wish I, had, I could tell you that, you know, uh, you can do it in a short amount of time, but it's not true. Like, I get up, like this morning, I got up at five. I get up anywhere between four and 5 a.m. to write. And then, um, you know, I do that. You know, I do write every morning. I answer emails every morning. Um, I schedule the rest of my day in the morning. Then, you know, like now I'm at work. So I got at five at my house, did my writing, did my emails, scheduled my day. Now I'm at the gym. I'm in my office at the gym. I had two pod podcasts right before this one. So two podcasts, I got a meeting. Then I got coaching tonight. You know, obviously every day I coach my, my team and uh, the athletes I choose to coach from two until 5.30. So that's a big part of my day right there. Three and a half hours is is coaching so um yeah it's just a busy schedule and then i also scheduling time with my family like you know i schedule one day a week is like family centered that was thursday so yesterday like i got up early did my writing but then when my kids got up that they had me the rest of the day so we went to the see we went to gymnastics early then we went to the, the zoo in the afternoon and just came home hung out but you need to bro jeremy if anyone listening right now like you don't want to ever get to where you're like not centered as an as an athlete or as a business owner. Like having your time with your family, having time spiritually. If you're not doing all those things, like eventually everything around you will suffer. Everything I think will come crashing down. But you know, at least it did for me. You know, we talk about you know always you know hustling, always trying to. Uh you know, PR are the business. Right. And you know what you just said about scheduling family time. I've never thought about that. I always think, gosh, I wish I did have more time for my family, but I need to schedule the damn thing. I need to I schedule the time. 
Absolutely, bro. I'm not going to do that, Jeremy. I'm not going to not be with my family. Like, um, you know, I made that mistake early. It's like, uh, you know, when I was a young man and I was focused more on my powerlifting career, like I didn't care about anything around me. And I think that's a huge mistake. And every time I hear an athlete say, uh, I have to be selfish, it makes me want to vomit because hell no, you don't. No, you don't. Like you can, uh, there's plenty of great athletes in the NFL who have, get paid way more than what you're doing for powerlifting or whatever you're doing and still find time with their families. You know, I think, uh, was it for Carolina, Greg, um, the great tight end, Greg Olson, that guy makes time for his family. You don't see him messing around. Like he does his job, then he goes and, be, then he goes and hangs out with his family. So if he can do it, then everybody can do it. And so um, schedule your time in with your business, with an athlete. And like most of my time, Jeremy, because like the majority of my time, I try to spend with my family like – uh, I get up early before they do. They wake up at seven, and I spend the next two hours with them. Then I'm off to do my job, you know, like come to the gym. And then second I'm done at five thirty, I go straight home, and I'm with them the rest of the day until you know tuck them in. Eat, I eat dinner with my family every night. However, you know, next week I'm leaving to for the World Championships, so eight days I'll be gone. But you know, it's just gonna suck. But they'll definitely get that made up to them. Because when I get back, I'll take you know several days off and just be with them. So, yeah, it's super important to me. I think that's a really great idea. I uh, family time's important to me, but I never thought of actually scheduling the time. And now that I'm thinking about, it, I think that would make a lot of things a lot easier. Because you know, for me, my you know, for myself, every day is blocked off with certain goals that you know, certain tasks that I'm going to do every day. But I've you never know, put family on there. Yeah, you, you need to because I think if all of us really examined what we do throughout a day, you'll find so many times where there's something you could have been, instead of doing X, you could have been with your family. Or instead of doing X, you could have been writing. You know, like, um, you know, I think sometimes too many people in the world, they associate being busy with being successful. And, that, you know, that is not true. And that's why. You know, the people who hang around me now in this part of my life, like they know that small talk annoys me like crazy. Like uh, there's times where I'm all yours and I'm hanging out and small talk all you want. But if you walk in my office and you start small talking, that's going to get shut down quick because I'm using that time is, is used wisely. So I don't have time for like, you know, just shooting the shit when I'm at work, I'm there to do work, you know? So you just got to examine your life. Like, you know, like really keep a log. If I were you guys, I would, I would really make note day to day for about a week of what really happened, how much time was really, you know, used efficiently and how much time was wasted and like work a little at a time to make that, you know, to make the most efficient day possible. You know, with my uh, CrossFit athletes, one of the things I like to do is when they're doing a wad, one of our benchmarks, I like to time their rest breaks. Right. So when they're in, when they're in between movements, when they stop and hit the floor to try to breathe for a minute, I start the timer. That way, I can try and find how much wasted space we have within the workout and how to minimize that. Right. Yeah. That might be a good approach to take to life too. Totally, man. Totally. Like I know there's a lot of even now it's still wasted time. Like you know you like if you wake up and you look at Instagram, next thing you know, ten minutes has gone by. You're just like. How many times a day does that happen? Hopefully not as, not that much as a goal, but 
once in a while, I'll even get caught up on that mess. So you gotta be, you gotta actually be very focused in your approach to life. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's, uh, things that everyone listening needs to think about, including myself. Right. So, um, so when you do your content, do you, uh, do you keep a notepad or do you write down notes throughout the week of this is what I want to write or absolutely. You... Yes. Okay. So I, I mean, you make a ton notes. of content. Yes. So I write notes and like when I have an idea come in my mind, you know, I put it in my notes section on my phone or if I'm at my computer, I would use my notes section on my computer and uh, yeah, I keep up with it. Um, also like we plan it out too. So like Lauren, my you know, business partner, like once we did that um, survey, and we noticed, you know, where we needed to focus. Then we started, using, you know, putting labels in on content. So when I have an idea that goes under whichever label that we you know, like powerlifting, weightlifting, strength conditioning, uh, CrossFit, uh, masters training, whatever it is, it goes under that. And then um, based on our followers and what they're looking for is when is how often now we do content based on that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that's a really good idea about, you know, basically putting a tag on what your thought is for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it happens. I know like you're an entrepreneur like me and like we have ideas all the time. And so I'll be, if I'm writing, if I'm writing down the road and if I have one, I'll use my the voice recorder on my phone and just, you know, speak into that because I don't want to lose it because most entrepreneurs like us, you, know, you have this awesome thought. If you don't, you know, if you don't put it on, put it down. In a few seconds, it'll be gone forever, at least for me. Like, yeah, I got to write that mess down or it's gone. Yeah, I think if you're a business owner, you've got to be a little bit ADHD. Yeah, without a doubt. Because, yeah, like you said, you know, I get thoughts all the time. I'll be in the middle of something and I'll get a business idea or, a, you know, an article I should write pop in my head. And I think, I need to, I need to write that down somewhere. So my whiteboard at my gym, because I haven't gotten the habit of putting them down on my phone. So I'll be at the gym and we'll have our record board. Then I'll have all kinds of notes on it to myself. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So whatever that, it is, man. Yeah. Yeah. As I'm a visual guy, the whiteboard's like the greatest gift that God ever given me. <laughs> I like it. I like, I like to doodle as well. well. Not doodle, but like, yeah, I like to write down notes. I'll be at church taking notes and then, to the side of my notes will be like ideas coming up. And <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse all at the same time. So how important is uh, creating content to your business? Bro, it's everything. Like, and uh, anyone listening who's a business owner who wants to be like, you can be the best coach in the entire world, but if nobody knows what value are you? Like I guess, so many coaches like give me a hard time now. They're like, "Oh, he's not a good coach. He's just a marketer, or what?" You know, they'll. I, I hear that a lot. You know what, man? Like when Alabama wins, like nobody says, you know, Nick Saban is uh, a bad coach. He's just a great marketer. It doesn't matter. He won, and so that's all they really care about. And so that's why he gets paid the big money. But like, I'm good at what I do. Yeah, I'm good at marketing. Yes, I'm good at programming. Yes, I'm good at technique. Yes, I'm good at recruiting. But if you're a coach out there and you're wanting, doesn't even matter if it's weightlifting, powerlifting, whatever it is. Like if you're not good at marketing and you're not, and you're not good at um, recruiting, 
athletes getting new people in your doors, then guess what? It doesn't matter how smart you are with recruiting, I mean with uh, programming or with technique. You'll never get to coach anybody. That's why you get so many people on Instagram who will get on there and like coach on Instagram because they don't have any of their own people to coach in front of them. So they got to get on Instagram and be the, you know, the keyboard warrior trying to coach them because they want somebody to listen to them. They think they're so smart. Well, guess what, man? You know, being, um, you know, programming and technique is only a part of being a coach. It's a small part. You, you better be darn good at the other elements or you'll never get to do that stuff. So there you have it. So yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah, it's crazy how uh, you know you and I were strength coaches or powerlifting, however you want to put the label on it. But at the same time, you know, for us to be able to do our job of coaching, we've also got to be salesmen. You have to, and like you know, so many people, especially in the weightlifting world, I find, or in the no weightlifting and powerlifting world, like there's something uh, people have against people making money in those. You know, whether it's weightlifting or powerlifting, like you're like it's taboo or you're a bad guy if you make money. Guess what? If somebody's not making money in those sports, those athletes will suffer because, you know, if I don't have anything to give my athletes because I'm broke, because I don't want to make any money, I can't help my athletes. Like I'm able to stipend. I stipend our world team members at Match League. I get to give them money. Not only do I, they, they get to be coached for free. They get to work out here for free. I trade. I pay for their travel. I pay for you know their uh, hotels, stays when we compete, and pay them every single month a stipend because I'm able to make money and able to you know give to them as well. So if you want to grow the sport, everybody's like, I want to give back to the sport, but then they get mad if somebody makes money. It will get you know if you want to give back to the sport, you got to have something to give. You know, like if you're broke, you have nothing to give, and that's just that's just the honest truth, and that's. The way life is, and you know, we live in a democracy, and that's the way it's set up, man. So, not my rules. See, I had no clue that you are uh, stopping your athletes like that. My, you know, my top, you know, only um, like, uh, see, Hunter, Nathan, um, Hunter, Nathan, and, and uh, who am I forgetting? Oh, Jordan Kentrell, and and uh, Meredith just come on on board. So, you know, after the World Championships, I'm sure. She and I have the same talk too. So, yeah, I'm able to, you know, we get, we have great sponsors. Like we have Intech uh, Strength, who like helps us out, Harbinger, who helps us out. You know, those are two premier sponsors. It, it gives us money every month. Um, MG12, uh, Wide Fitters, there are other two. So, yeah, you know, they um, help us out enough to where we're able to help them out. So, I don't, you know, it's a non, my weightlifting team and powerlifting team are set up as a nonprofit. So that money coming in goes right back to my athletes. It doesn't, you know, I don't get, I don't even take a salary from that part of it. So it's really cool that you've been able to find sponsors who care enough about the sport to help you out. Like oh man, I'm so blessed. You know, like Intech, you know, Jason at Intech. Anybody who loves weightlifting, like you should definitely look up Intech because they're giving back so much to the sport that you guys love. And yeah, I, I'm amazed I'm able to do what I do. And, you know, we're just blessed, man. Got nice people who, you know, you know, Harbinger actually signed a three-year or a, yeah, three-year contract all the way till the end of the Olympics. So they believed in our, in our team enough to like sign the sign it all the way to help us through the Olympics. So, you know, we're lucky. That's awesome. I need to give them more of my business. Yeah. That's so, a, thank you for the support they're giving you in our sport. Yeah, I mean, like you know, they put their money where their mouth is. Forever, people were like. Um, 
you know, like oh, America sucks in internationally in weightlifting. And now that, uh, but yet those same people who are saying you suck wouldn't do want to give a dime to the sport. Well, you know, the sport won't get better without money. I promise you. Like when Alabama is winning in football, it's because they have lots of money and they can afford Nick Saban and they can recruit all these athletes and have all these awesome facilities. A broke college ain't gonna. They're not gonna win. So that's just the way it goes, man. Once again, it's just democracy, capitalism. So, not not my rules. So I'm assuming creating the online content has helped to feed your uh, online team that you have as well, right? Oh, you darn right, man. We, we still, yeah, even though we have Harmergen in, in tech, Master Elite Performance, which is my for-profit business, is still the number one donator to my Master Elite Strength, my, my nonprofit. So yeah, yeah, ev- everything that people get from Master Elite Performance, you know, between 5 and 10% of every dime we bring in goes to our online team. So yeah, it's, yeah, the content feeds everything. You know, you know, number one, it makes people you know learn about our team, lets them know that you know what we were able to accomplish. It, yeah, it feeds everything. If you're a gym owner, like you better just start producing um, content. Here's here's why. Because I know Barbell Jobs is huge with you know, you know getting people you know jobs at CrossFit, some weightlifting, and powerlifting gyms. If if you're like most cities like ours and it's saturated with other, you know, I guess you call them box gyms, and then you better be able to separate yourself in the community. So like you better be – everybody says if you were to visit 10 gyms, all 10, the person that, that showed you around would say uh, we have the best coaching. So if you're a newbie out there trying to learn to get fit, then you're like, well, if all 10 of them said that they're the best coaches, how do I know who's the best coach? If you start putting out more content than everybody in your area, you will become the expert and they'll know why you are the best because they're the one they're reading your stuff. And like then you want to become the person that when they think health and fitness or when they think strength, they think of Travis or they think of Jeremy. So that's what I would do if I'm a gym owner out there. Yeah, see, I actually do a uh, article for our local newspaper every week. That's brilliant. To, uh, you know, I talk about our gym, what's happening in there. I give tips on weight loss whatever the case um and that's really helped my gym a lot too on a local level you know granted now we're looking more international with the online program that we offer but you know in terms of our local community uh, having the newspaper articles have brought me in a lot of uh a a lot of older adults and i really enjoy working with those people a lot too because they get you know the the biggest benefits from being with me how did you how did you score that that's a brilliant thing uh well when i opened my gym i had a newspaper lady she came by and tried to sell me a uh advertising spot in the newspaper and i thought well if you're going to sell me i started selling her on the gym saying how it can affect her life i said listen come join my gym Let's, let's do a let's do a free month and we can do an article on how it's affected you and changed you and from there i was able to finagle a free uh mark free uh marketing spot or advertisement in the newspaper each week and uh in exchange for a free membership to my gym i got to do i get to do an article every week in the paper as well on top of that marketing spot that's sick man yeah, so she got sold. Yeah, I mean, in a good way, though. That's that's 
I've thought about that a lot, you know, maybe getting, trying to talk to like the local, um, cause you know, I think nationally and internationally, like we're doing pretty good now. So now I'm really trying to work on my, my gym again and trying to get that, you know, going as good as everything else. I thought about going to the local radio stations and or newspapers and doing that. So that's a great idea, Jeremy. Yeah. I mean, offer doing, I mean, offer doing an article for them. They, uh, a lot of newspapers are dying for content these days. Well, I definitely and, and the people who, Yeah. The people who read that content are normally going to be older adults. So that could help you market your, to, uh, that age category, that age group, so you can get more of those people. And I really like working with those people. The uh, I've got a class at uh, it's six a.m. every morning. Everyone in it is over sixty years old. That's awesome. And yeah, they're a blast to work with. You know, I've got one guy, and we'll get back on track here in a second. I just found a bunny trail I want to go down. Uh, I got a guy, name's George. He is a uh, seventy-four, I believe. So 74 years old, when he started with me, he struggled getting to uh, simply bench press an empty barbell. <laughs> now he has a national bench press record and he benches 155 two years later. Wow. That's so awesome, man. I yeah, mean, it is really cool. Yeah. We have the same type of people. Like our population in our gym is definitely, I would say, averages 45 or older. You know, so like we have a lot of senior citizens. And, um, this area we're in too, we're in Louisville, North Carolina, kind of looks like Mayberry. So yeah, that's awesome. So we've, uh, your, your content, we've discussed that, uh, something else I'd really like to talk about is how you've created your, uh, affiliate program that you have. Cause I've seen that other gyms have affiliated with you for, well, why don't you tell us about why they affiliate yeah. with you? Well, I tell you how it started is like um, maybe three years ago, I was, uh, you know, I have a daughter who lives in uh, Minneapolis. Well, she actually lives in Kennett Falls, Minnesota, but uh, I reached out when I was there visiting. I know where that is. Yeah, you do? You know where Kennett Falls is? I lived in uh, Minnesota for six years when I was in the Coast Guard. No way. Wait, yeah. you know, why, why would the Coast Guard be in Minnesota? I guess the Lake Great that, Lakes? That, yeah, that's what I said when they sent me there. I said, why the hell are you sending me in Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah, Great Lakes. Got to keep those freaking Canadians, man. You got to keep them in check. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, <the> rowdy <laughs> Canadians. So. Yeah, so, now lots of search and rescue. Yeah, what? sounds fun on the big Great Lake. But So I reached out on Twitter once and said, hey, is, is there anybody in the you know Minneapolis area that would want to do some kind of co-op? You know, so I could really what I was looking for is like something where I could come do seminars or, or clinics to where I could see my daughter more often and it you know wouldn't financially you know hurt me as bad. And uh, my man Vin Hun, uh, he was one of the first people. There was like three people that reached out, but for some reason when I talked to Vin, like he and I connected right away and we became the best of buddies. And so I started, uh, they were my very first affiliate. There was an undisputed strength conditioning in Egan, Minnesota, which is Minneapolis, greater surrounding area of Minneapolis. And started going there and doing you know, clinics and, and seminars and certifications. And so I could see my daughter like at least, you know, every other month at the, at the, le at the least. And so uh, that's how it started. And then I was like, you know, maybe I should, you know, we we're starting, you know, our brand was starting to get bigger and growing. And I was like, 
I wonder if I could do something similar to what CrossFit is doing, but like make it much cooler and like you know, give back to people. And so we started it. And like um, CrossFit Broken Chains was number two, which is a CrossFit in uh, Orlando. And uh, CrossFit OCD was number three, which is um, even a little, it's like, but it's like several, it's like 30 miles away, but still in Orlando. And, um, and it just grew from there. And so uh, we have, gosh, we have about 10 now. If you go on my website, masterleague.com, you can see all the different ones. And you try to once a month uh, have a, you know, like we have a Facebook Live in the group, in the, you know, the secret or the private group, whatever, and teach them something different. Like teach them about business, you know, teach them about programming, trying to get them to where, like, you know, they don't just carry my name, but like they're good at what they do because, you know, continuing education, I'm making them as good or better than me. That's the goal. I don't want to just like say, here, use my name and do what you want. And like that waters down my name. And my name is my last, it's my name, man. It's my, it's my last name. So my father gave it to me. So it's important. I don't want to just give it to any schlub. And so, you know, I wanted to make sure that they're good at what they do. And I'm, I'm confident that all of my affiliates are very good at what they do. Uh, right now though, we've, we've slowed down as far as like growing it. It's because like, I'm, you know, I'm kind of looking for, um, I'm looking for a person to actually help me grow that and not just grow it, but to help me like, you know, nurture it and to make sure that all my affiliates are getting more than I'm actually telling them. You know, I want to exceed expectations. So that's kind of the, where we're looking to go, you know, with the affiliate program and that money, every dime in the affiliate program goes to my nonprofit. So it's also, you know, it's a, it's a write off. So for anyone who joins it, you know, they're just helping my weightlifting team. So it's, there's a lot of advantages. You know, if you're looking for someone to grow this for you, I, uh, I happen to know a website that's specifically <laughs> for things like this. Barbelljobs.com. Barbelljobs.com. So that's a nice name too, by the way. So um, I, I appreciate that. I had like six I was playing with. Yeah, Barbell Jobs just rolls off my tongue. But um, yeah, I think that's something that we'll definitely do. I'm going to get with my uh, business partner, Lauren, kind of write up exactly what we're looking for that that would be good you know we just wanted more of a you know like a partnership type of thing not really you know we definitely like pay but like um be more i want someone who's willing to look at it more like an ownership type of thing so that it's not just a job it's important to me because my affiliates are like my you know like then is like my best friend so i want them taken care of and handled and making sure that they're continuing to make that program better than when it started you're talking about your affiliates and growing them, um, their education. I, re I really like how you said you want them to be as good or better than. Yeah, that's the, uh, you know, with all my coaches, I want all my coaches who work for me to one day exceed me in knowledge. Right. You know, my athletes, I want them, all my athletes to be able to lift more than me or be stronger than me eventually. Like to make someone better than me, than what I am. For me, is you know, it's like the ultimate PR. It's it, it that like gets me high thinking that some you know like whenever my athletes can out squat me or outrun me, out bench press me, that's like a huge celebration inside that I have for them. Absolutely, I'm totally with you. You know, uh, then you know I started them. He's a great weightlifting coach too. He's uh, produced maybe let's see one, two, four, maybe I think five Team USA athletes himself. And now he just started in 2014, at the end of 14. So really, 
he's got he's about three years in, and he's already got four team or five team USA athletes. So um, I would say that he's definitely on my level, and the especially in the back room, the dude is a wizard. I would definitely trust him with any of my athletes. So yeah, it's cool watching him come along. Um, he's a great weapon coach, and like we don't now we don't do. He doesn't program exactly like like me. He program he's got his own type of programming, which is awesome. Because, you know, that's the whole point, right? Like, you talk to Louis Simmons, he, he doesn't want you to, you know, take his program and give it identically to your athletes. He wants you to take it, you know, add your own, you know, he just wants you to take the principles, add your own flavor, and then, you know, give that, give a whole new product out. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And, you know, I, I don't think it's, uh, on that note, I don't think it's very helpful or works out very well to actually copy someone's program. No. You know, I, when I do my online programming, I put what the program is for the day. And under that, I put this is a template, make modifications as you see fit. Right. That way people will take what I'm giving them and then however they can adjust it to fit their needs even better. They right. have the opportunity to. That's exactly right. The, and that helps that person grow as a coach. Right. Absolutely, man. I mean, I just wrote a book called Mass Files, which is about individualizing programming. It's like, yeah, like there's no two people alike. There's no two coaches alike. And so, yeah, there should never be like one program that fits every human on earth, you know. It's how we grow and get better. You got to keep, you know, the, the more you can dial a program in to fit an athlete, the, the better it is. Yeah, I remember when I created the swing block method and put that out on Elite FTS, people were emailing me saying, I want to do this, but can I change this to this? Yeah. Sure you can. Yeah. They say, well, I don't want to do arms like this. Well, don't. don't <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You use the principles to help you create what's best for you. Yeah, man. Are you, so now you're doing online program too. Are you using the swing block method, I guess? Yeah. we. Uh, I offer my programming through uh, American Strength Club. My home gym is called Barton County Strength Club, but who anywhere would know where Barton County is. Yeah. So we went with a brand of American Strength Club, and I offer it through SugarWad. I have CrossFit programming, um, competitive CrossFit programming. We have a 10-week weightlifting program, squat cycle, a 10-week bench press cycle, a full swing block method, which is a, a powerlifting program. It's not one that you could do in 10 weeks, though. It looks long-term, big gains, not right. short-term. Right. So, yeah, it's actually worked out really well. We've got 56 gyms in seven countries now who follow our programming, which is pretty cool. It's a good start. That's a really good start, man. It's impressive. Yeah, it's really cool knowing that what my gym members do here in Lamar, Missouri, in the Midwest, is happening in thailand and new zealand and brazil and stuff so that's that's pretty neat for me that's awesome man i agree with you that whole international thing is what flips me out as well and, and i wouldn't have none of that if i didn't put out content like you were right. talking about right what do you guys focus on uh what do you mean i mean as far as your content do you do articles videos like what do you got oh uh, i do articles podcasts. i do uh I do videos for, uh, I do some demo videos just for the people who need to see, but I really enjoy doing the articles just because I'm ugly and I don't like to be on camera. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, 
most of mine is uh written and that's that's worked well for me a lot of what i put out actually isn't about strength training it's about the business side of the sport about business side of being a coach and so i think that's been very helpful to a lot of people absolutely man there's a lot of coaches out there that are like struggling so i think there needs to be more business i think there needs to be less like like um articles and podcasts about how to coach and more about how to like make money so you can keep coaching <laughs> you know like if you, if you don't make any if you don't get any people in your doors then you're not gonna be coaching long because you'll be broke so yeah yeah it seems like anyone who's been to a national level weightlifting meet or has a decent wilkes and power lifting <laughs> coach yeah so yeah we have plenty of those we need more people telling those coaches how you can make six figures and keep doing what you love to do i 100 agree with you man so that's my goal is to help people like i said with my affiliates is to help them be able to keep their doors open you know that's a lot of crossfits that are going out of business right now so yeah i think there's now's a good time for people who have been successful to share those principles and help people like around the whole world like stay in business and keep serving the communities. So when it comes to your content, is there anything that you think that you could give advice on that would be more important than anything else? Because obviously people need to create more damn content if they want to be where they expect to be one day or where they're trying to be. Um, is there any piece of advice for making content that you think everyone needs to listen to? Yeah, without a doubt, the day of like not knowing what you're talking about is over. So like if you're somebody who just wants to rah-rah somebody and pump them up, like that era is over with. You better know what you're talking about. So it's, a, it's the era of Greg Knuckles. It's the era of Lane Norton's who are experts at what they're talking about, people who are going to look at the research and tell you facts. So like don't just get on – don't just write an article saying let's get pumped up and let's go out there and do blah, blah, blah. Like nobody cares about that anymore. You better – know what you're saying have research to back it up and um yeah so make sure your content is is good and solid it's backed up by by um research and yeah know what you're saying or like you know if you want to talk about like something that you're an absolute expert in then do it but don't just get on there and try to pump people up and rah rah because that era is coming on so no we we want the black and white science of it now yeah yes like this you know. works and this doesn't so. Yeah, we, we, we've had that turn. So if you guys do start doing content, uh, add some references. So that way people like me who are, uh, you know, if you write something that's really good about the nervous system, I want to read everything about that. So if there's a reference to take me to a book, that would be awesome. Or another thought for you guys, when you start making content, is to get affiliate links. Say you're uh, referencing Super Training, which is the hardest book on earth to read. And you know, you're using that as a reference. You can create a link to an, you can create affiliate link to super training on Amazon so that when someone clicks it, if they decide to buy that book, you can get commission on it. Yeah. It's a great idea. You know, I've never done that yet, but it's definitely one of the things that we want to do. Like, um, still like always having to make a new book, start selling other people's stuff. So yeah, I'm getting like crushed. We've been putting out about a month, a book every other month. It's like killing me, but. So now next year, maybe do more affiliate work. Do you have, uh, like for your article writing, do you have time blocked out like Thursday at four? I'm going to sit down and work on my next book. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, when I, when I write my next book, yeah, every morning is, like, at least an hour or two hours blocked out to write the book. Uh, right now, I just we just released one, so I'm, I take, like, a week or two to, like, just chill out. So, like, every morning I still write. It's just not a book. It's just, like, an article. But then when it's, like, book writing time, you know, it's, like, hour, two hours for book, hour, two hours for writing a new article, and then then my other work starts. So every single day. Yeah, because if you don't, man, you get like what happens. I put myself on deadlines, and so because if I don't, you know, I procrastinate. And but you know, if you don't, if you don't do like an hour, two hours every single day, next thing you know, you're gonna be a week out, and you're gonna have to kill yourself. Which I've done plenty of times where I've like procrastinated and spent several, several like all nighters trying to get this book out. So I can get it done. But you know, that's another thing too. Give yourself deadlines. So if you go, if you want to write an ebook or even if you want to write an article, like give yourself a deadline, and that forces yourself, that forces you to actually get it done. Everybody's like, yeah, you know, I talk to people all the time. They're like, oh, I really want to write a book, or just you know, I procrastinate. And like, give yourself a deadline, man. Give yourself a, a solid, concrete, reachable, obtainable deadline. See, it, it's, it's hilarious to me that you say that, just because I do that to myself all the time. I create artificial deadlines for myself. Yeah, and I'll I'll stress about those deadlines. My wife makes fun of me because I mean, I'm the I'm the one that said it. Right. But I have to do that, or I'm going to freaking procrastinate. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to try to write on a book or write on an article. If I don't give myself a deadline, well, I may check Facebook while I'm doing that, and then I'm down that rabbit hole. Yeah, totally. I'm with you, man. Like I said, you know, I have you know a business partner, Lauren, who like. And we set it together. He has deadlines too, you know, so like I don't want to let him down because I know he's going to do his work. He doesn't want to let me down because he knows I'm going to do my work. So, yeah, yeah. So sometimes we're hustling like crazy. Like this lat, this book we just released um, two days ago, that thing almost killed me because it's over 300 pages long. and It was no joke. I think because it kept growing. Like the more, the more I would write, the more I was thinking about I should write. And it was killer, but we got it done. So from everything that we've talked about, like the two main lessons I think coaches should take out of this is one, you've got to create content. Content's yes. going to grow your business. And a second big takeaway people need to have is uh, compartmentalize your time for the tasks that you're working on. Yeah. It's, it's a nail on the head. Yeah, definitely like want to um... – you know, find the things in life that are important to you and schedule everything. That's what I do. That's that's really great advice. And I'm I'm gonna take and start scheduling time with my family for my family. Good idea. Just because you know, my day starts at four AM and I'm usually I don't finish coaching in my gym till eight PM every night. And then that's sitting down on the computer and working on everything that needs to happen behind the scenes. So then I'm in bed at 10. I ain't spent no time with the family. Got to wake up before I start it all over. Man. And so that's got to change. And, you know, I want to use your advice there. I'm going to start scheduling my family time. Do it. So. Uh, who were your uh, sponsors for your uh, team again? That way oh. we can, I want to make sure people know who they are to support them. Intech Strength. So it's in, intechstrength.com and then um, Harmonger Fitness and, um, my Harbinger is a little bit, you got to go, it's a little bit different because it's not simply as Harbinger Fitness. It is, uh, I'll tell you, it is, 
It's a little weird because uh, if you want to send me Austin, the link, I'll put it in the description. The link. And then there's MG12, which is um, an awesome magnesium um, magnesium uh, supplement that we all take. It's like we have they use supplements like um, or they give us products like bath salts with magnesium in it. We get uh, roll on. They have everything. So all of our athletes love it. And then um, wadfitters.com, which they make, you know, bands like, you know, the jump stretch bands. They supply yeah, all I, these. I use those bands. So, yeah. So we use that. We use their mobility products. Um, so, yeah, those, those are our four main main uh, main people. And there's just wadfitters.com, mg12.com. Those are easy. And Harbinger is harbingerfitness.m plus. I, I as in Indigo, M as in Mary. He is in Paul LUS.com. Harbinger.mplus.com. I'll, I'll get that link on the podcast. All right. The uh, and, and Wad Fitters, they're bands just for the people listening. I use those bands in our gym. We use bands every day. Every time I go do a seminar, which seems like I'm in Colorado teaching one every week now, I take a bag of bands with me and they're all Wad Fitters. They all do really, really well. Yeah. So, oh man, that's what we use. The whole gym is full of, is filled with their bands and their mobility stuff, which our team is. You know, we do our warm ups and cool downs, and their mobility work we do is like it's. You know, well, I mean, these are the best people in the world, so so probably more accessible than most people. We have a whole room that was supposed to be a yoga room. It's really nice. It's got the whole you know raised floor, but it's just really now it's turned into a a warm up cool down. You know, uh, we have Donnie Thompson's. Those uh, his ex-wife and all you know his um, body was it body tempering all of those devices. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, Travis, buddy, I really appreciate the time. And for those guys who are listening, uh, we got a, a discount code for the people who are listening to this episode of the podcast on Barbell Jobs. If you use the code Mash, you're gonna get fifteen percent off of. Uh, any purchase that you make, any job placement or sponsorship. And then half of that is going to go to the 501 uh, C3 that Travis has for his uh, nonprofit team. Awesome, man. Thank you for that, by the way. Uh, absolutely. Any, anything else you want to add to this before we uh, cut her loose? No, just, you know, masterlead.com. That's the, where you find everything about us. Yep. And uh, guys, if you haven't subscribed to Travis's emails, there's a ton of content every Sunday right when you get out of church. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's uh, they're they're not very long reads, and they're always full of good information. They're, they're definitely a it's definitely a a uh, subscription you want to have. Thanks, man. Travis, buddy, I appreciate you greatly for uh, giving me your time, and I'll let you know when the podcast is up, and I'll have the uh, sponsor shout shout outs for you in the. Uh, podcast as well you're the man thank you brother cool buddy thanks all right